Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. My name is Chris Monagaba. I'm Chris on this platform for the listeners. And you can introduce yourself, Dave. Fantastic. My name is Dave Smith. I go by And Another Thing on here and Another Thing with Dave on most other platforms. And today we're talking about profit over paycheck, uh, dollars versus the clock. And let's get to these comments, see what the people are saying already. Let's do it. All right. Oh, a little windy there, huh? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this is your poetically talented Photos Flow 91. What's going on? I am Crystal and what's going on and another thing. How are y'all doing today? How are you, Puddles Flow? Welcome, Queen yeah. Goddess. How are you? So, you know, uh, let's throw out a question to the people. So, you know, are you people aware of the benefits of self-employment? Um, I heard this great quote that I loved. I was I was in real estate for a couple of years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was stuck, you know, going to seminars and this and that, somebody who said this quote, if you're working for by the hour, you're basically trading your time for somebody else's profit. And you want to give as little of your time and they want as much of your time as possible. So it's this balance, right? They mm-hmm. want as much from you as possible and you want to try to give as little as possible. But when you work for yourself, that whole equation's out the window and you get everything that you put your effort into. Yes, I agree. And also on speaking on that to my profit, I've been having this on my Instagram for a minute where I said um, underneath like my profile it says profits are better than wages. So I saw our, that. Yeah. That inspired uh, me to get in touch with you originally. Yo, when I, when I saw that, yo, when, I, when I saw your title, I was like, yo, that's funny because I have that on my profile. Similar to that. Not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that's what inspired me to think of this is, is your profile because mm-hmm. that's it. That's the key to people being free from, from the hamster wheel, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a million ways to do it. Um, you know, I'm not completely free of it now, but I do have my own business. And by having your own business, you get so many different tax breaks, um, so many things to write off. So that's a huge incentive. Um, you know, you yeah. can you cannot pay taxes for five years. So um, I was talking with somebody yesterday and they know a pretty big time record producer who, you know, he's making about 100,000 a year or something. And what he does is he just starts a new record label every five years and doesn't show any profit (laughs) because he's not worried about trying to get a loan. Right. So he's just stacking cash. So there's a million ways to skin a cat. But um, but that's where it's at. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's listen to some more people. But I pulled up a little article from Forbes to kind of give people a little little background on this if if they're just new coming into the topic you know okay i like it now i know my abcs won't you come and (laughs) sing with me now i know my abcs won't you come and there it is i knew i knew that song (laughs) Um, Excuse me, one second. I just need to cough for a second. So thank you for everybody who just came in. I appreciate y'all. We just got started not that long ago. So um, we would like for you to engage with us and also share if you have a business or a nine to five. You know, we're not knocking any nine to five workers. You know, we just enlighten the difference between the two. Absolutely. And, um, and, you know, you got to have a nine to five to be able to start a business a lot of times, right? You got to have your bases covered before you can venture out. Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with having a job. You got to keep, keep food on the table, keep the rent paid, whatever, all that. Um, but then thinking forward, right? So 
you know, if you got an idea for a business, if you got a business, we would love to hear about that. If you got an idea for a business, we would love to hear about that too. Um, I want to just read some some little uh, article here I got from Forbes magazine from uh, January 6th of 2020. Mm. And it's called Seven Rules for Wealth, Self-Employment Tax Schemes. So this is how self-employment can benefit you just tax-wise. Um, be your own boss. While you're at it, cut your taxes. What follows is a short guidebook, Tax Rules for Self-Employment Workers and Moonlighters, with a particular emphasis on ways to stash profits away for use in retirement. So in, in this illustration, they, <clears throat> they talk about a woman named Mildred who's 55 and just left her job. Um, Mildred's revenue in 2020 is 113000 She runs up 13000 in expenses like professional dues, cost of her home office, legal databases, things like this, all which are a write-off that she would not be permitted to deduct as an employee. As a self-employed person, she can deduct them. Moreover, these aren't personal deductions that go on a Schedule A. They're business deductions that come off the top and reduce gross income. So they reduce the amount that you need to pay taxes on. The net profit from the business is 100000 Mildred multiplies this by 0.9235. That gives her 92000 So that's, you know, basically her payroll tax. Um, you divide the payroll tax by two. They go through the math here. Um, but she's able to write off her health care, which is 18000 a year for her whole family. So now her taxable income after all these deductions is down to 74,000 from 130. Um, and then it goes on to say that, you know, there's many, many more ways to, you know, to, to shrink taxable income, setting up a 401k. Um, also, um, that you can put up to 26,000 in a deferred contribution account. Um, yeah, and it just has all these different, all these different ways, um, you know, to, to further reduce the amount of taxable income. You know, one thing, uh, I'm just getting ready to kind of up my, my podcasting game. So I'm getting ready to invest in a bunch of audio equipment, and that's all going to be a write-off, you know, that's all a tax write-off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one great way to do it is, you know, if like I used to have a handyman business, so anything that I bought would basically be a write-off, you know, oh, I need a new pair of sunglasses. That's a write-off for my business. I need a new Bluetooth speaker. That's a write-off for my business because I need to listen to music while I'm working, right? Um, so you can get really creative with it. Um, like leasing a car, if you're in sales, you can write off 100% of the cost of leasing a car. So instead of buying a car, you could lease a, a you know, a car, say that you use that 100% of the time for work, or if you do use it legitimately 100% of the time for work, then you can write that vehicle off because it is a work vehicle. So it's all kinds of little things, little tricks like that, that, you know, people with money know, but you gotta you gotta be able to hire a tax person to find out these little tips and tricks, right? So it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because the people that need these tips the most don't mm -hmm. really have access to them, you know? Yeah. Like we're not taught this stuff in school at all, also, you know? Yeah, and that's a smart way. And that's how a lot of people are. Um, and, and Dave, let me, let's, well, and another thing, I'm sorry, let me, Say this. If you hear me, if you hear me uh, cut in and out, let me know so I can stop talking and refresh my phone. But okay. um, this is how a lot of people get over on taxes, like you just explained from that article. Is like they hire a CPA or they hire you know someone professionally that's probably not qualified as a CPA, but someone that knows the ins and outs and knows oh, yeah. how to run the loopholes. Um, so shout out to those who are on that already. <laughs> And yeah. um, shout out to Dave, appreciate you. And you want to play these messages or you want to take them? Yeah, let's alternate through them. I'll hit one, then you hit one. How about that? No. This guy sounds like a straight up commercial. Like, damn. I do? Wow, thank you. That's my goal is to uh, to do audio voiceovers. So 
Wow, that's a huge compliment. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You made my day, bro. Hey, hey, shout out to everybody in the building today. Yes, business talk. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for having this conversation. Shout out to I Am Crystal and your co-host. Um, my actual voice note is actually blocking your name, so I apologize. But um, no shout worries. out to you as well. And um, thanks for lighting us up with your stereo streets and helping us all to benefit from a business perspective. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Let's get this bag. 2021. Let's go. Shout out to Carmelo. That's it. But I want to I want to say this actually and another thing. Hold on. Yeah. Welcome, Carmelo. Thank you. And another thing, he's actually the host. Uh he actually started this uh this title and I appreciate him for basically wanting to do it with me. So shout out to and another thing, aka Dave. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's just You're it's welcome. a it's something I'm really passionate about. And you know, I'm still I'm not I'm not set by any means, right? So I'm still trying to I'm still trying to get my bag. But um, you know, I'm I'm trying to juggle a cu- juggle a couple different things. Um, you know, I'm working on a new self-employment gig, um, doing loan signing, mobile loan signing. And then I'm also trying to, you know, to take my podcast, which has just been a hobby. I'm trying to turn that into something, you know that can maybe, you know, lead to a voiceover gig or to a gig in radio or something like that. Um, so yeah, a couple, couple irons, a couple few irons in the fire. And then I just came up with another one this last week. I'm going to start Ooh. doing consulting on people that are doing podcasting because I keep hearing people with really good podcasts, but with horrible sound quality. Um, okay. So, so I want to heat, I want to help people sound better because I, uh, I studied audio engineering, you know, back in the day. That sounds good. I want to say something about that too because I, if you listen to back of some of my lives and the few people that I did live with, like I can't blame stereo for all of it. But you know, my <laughs> lives in and out, cutting in and out. I'm like, dang, like I'm sounding like a robot over there. And then you got people saying, <laughs> Where, "Where's Crystal? Well, let's find Crystal." Like I'm Waldo, you know. But right. <laughs> so <laughs> you may even help me with that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Change yeah, my service. <laughs> yeah, what's that one uh, cartoon? Where Where is Carmen or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good oh, one. That's great. All right, your turn. Good stuff. Play. Okay. Are we all, we're getting so, trolls already. Sounded like a frog. I would do something <laughs> about that. Maybe try a cup of tea. I don't know. Yeah, and some it sounded painful. <laughs> when you do your writing off on your businesses, does the we call it HMRC down here, so that's the tax man. Do they ask for receipts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely well, they don't ask for them until they put you under the microscope. So you definitely want to have your receipts. Definitely keep your paperwork in um, order. Get a file get cabinet receipt. going. Because if they show up and start asking for receipts and you don't have them, that is not going to end well for you. Um, you know, Al Capone went to jail for taxes, not for being a crime boss. <laughs> you know, so you got to pay the man. They want their they want their cut for sure. Now, question, Dave. Now, do you also say that you should? Because someone I was listening to a YouTube and I try to educate my mind on YouTube from YouTube. A lot of valuable resources. So I've heard this recently because I also have, you know, <laughs> like I I don't I don't know. Okay, so I had bags of receipts for years, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, 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 but totally. I also I also have technology now. So I also have apps where you can just take a picture of the receipt and just yep. go from there. Now yeah. I know I want to give a disclosure. We are not well. I'm not a tax um, preparer. Uh, I'm not an advisor telling you how to spend your money, how to basically go about how to run your business or as an employee. So I'm yeah, just saying I, I am not giving tax <laughs> advice or financial advice by any means. I'm just saying what I've done. Exactly. Do not. Yeah, exactly. Talk to a professional. <laughs> so Thank you for my saying question, that. You're welcome. So I want to ask you, do you also have any apps where you scan your receipts and then keep it from there? Because recently, before you actually answer that question, because recently I heard uh, a lady who used to work with the IRS and she goes to seminars and teaches this. And she basically said that the IRS 
still wants you to have receipts. Mm-hmm. That's but what I understand is, as well. Um, uh-huh. I think it could be. I think it could be good to have a uh, as a backup to have this because I do that too. I have an app that I can take a picture of, and it you know it saves. It's called like a scanner or what mini scanner or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, but as I understand it, that's good for a backup in case you lose your stuff, in case there's a fire or something like that. But that that they are ultimately going to want to see like a hard copy paper kind of receipt. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to need for them to be what they call it. Go eat. Go um green. I'm going to need for yeah. them to go green because keeping all I those know. papers for three years or so is too long. Okay. I know it. I know it. And we shouldn't, you know, it should be so much more streamlined. It should all be online, you know, and you should be able to use for people who maybe not don't have a computer at home. You should be able to use a computer at the DMV, at the library and at the IRS office for free. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't know good if anyone point. knows this really good life hack, but if you go into any shop, um, they, you can get a hundred percent discount if you just walk out with the item. Yeah, sometimes that might work out. Otherwise, other times some really big guy tackles you from behind. <laughs> yeah, that that might not work out so well. You know, you you, you might get the Walkman or or you know get the whatever the iPod. Whatever. I'm I'm, I'm dating myself, right? I know I'm dating myself. You might get the fanny pack, but (laughs) but then you're gonna lose your front teeth when the guy tackles you and you hit the pavement. (laughs) I'm still on the Walkman. You going back in years unless you're going to a thrift store. (laughs) I can't believe I said Walkman. Yep. I just said that. I I done dated myself right there. Whoops. Damn. Cat's out of the bag. Shit. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I was saying, um, a paycheck is profit. You feel me? You're still making profit if you know how to manage your money. It's all about management. Oh, yeah. It's not really about more money or less money. It's really about maneuvering around the system. You feel me? You got to be an alchemist. You got to know how to turn water to wine and shit or bronze into gold. You got to know how to transform a bad situation into a good one. So... If you don't know how to manage your time or your money, then shit, a paycheck or profit ain't gonna really mean shit if you don't know how to, uh, you know, manage your money. So that's how I see it, you know. True. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, and totally, and we're not we're not dissing that at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all about making money and saving money to be able to do anything, right? But then what we were thinking about is kind of just maybe taking it that next step. So you know, ultimately, you want to be able to make money when you're sleeping, right? Um, people who are really rolling, they don't have to be doing something to be making money. It, you know, they got a a machine in place that's making passive income, you know, whether it's like an investment property, a clothesline, music products, a book, something like that. Right. But that thing can be selling on Amazon 24 seven, even while you're sleeping. So that's kind of Yeah, passive income, and and that's, you know, everybody says that's the way to really ramp up, you know, in, in real estate and passive income, um, right? Because then that while, while you're at work, you're doubling down, right? You're making money from your side hustle that's, do, you know, that's, that's on autopilot, and you're even making money when you're sleeping. Yeah. So, yeah, but nothing against working. No, we, we, we started off by saying that, you know, because, you know, I, most of my life I was working for other people. Um, so mm-hmm. no, you gotta do what you gotta do for sure absolutely yeah. absolutely I feel like even if you have a nine to five and i've always said this before use your nine to five to fuel your business if that's the mentality that you want to move forward with you know or yep. or your size or whatever you want to call it it's still a business but that's um it. uh just don't think we're saying oh you gotta have that mindset to be a owner no because not everybody's meant to be that and that's okay right you know, like it's totally people, okay. we, need, we need people that's not meant to be business owners. We need y'all to focus on, you know, working as a nine to five because some people are best fit in that, in that, um, in that industry. So, totally. you know, and, uh, yeah. some people, some people really don't want to trip on work after 5 PM. And if you're running your own business, 
there's no such thing as nine to five. You know, you're going to pull some 10 hour days. You're going to post some 12 hour days. When I was doing real estate, I was driving mm -hmm. Uber and driving real estate, doing real estate. So I'd do real estate during the day. And then at like, you know, eight o'clock at night, I would drive to San Francisco an hour away and drive Uber till two, three, four in the morning, then drive all the way home another hour and then get up and go do real estate again. So I had some days where it was 18 hours, you know, mm -hmm. brutal, but you do what you got to do. You do. And so I want to play these six, us to play six messages. And I want to talk about also a few things about like, um, maybe not sharing a little bit of like the profit first method, um, yeah. how to pay yourself or not telling you how to pay yourself or maybe an idea of what to look at starting off or maybe not. Maybe I can just give you an example. <laughs> so I like it. Play I yourself. like it. Let's do it. Okay. If you open up a business and it makes losses in the first year, can that be offset? In the second year, if you you know your business kicks up and yeah you make a lot of profit, can it be offset against that? Um, I don't know why you would want to offset your losses because if you make a if you make a loss in the first year, that just means you don't have to pay any taxes, so that's a good thing. Um, now you can't get a loan if your business isn't making profit. You can't get a loan, but you you're grant. not gonna. But you can get a grant <laughs> exactly, and you're not gonna know you're not gonna owe anything in taxes, so. It all depends what your goal is, right? Like if you want to look good on paper so that you could buy a house, then you're going to want to pay taxes. You're going to want to do anything you can to, to up your income on paper, right? How much you're taking home. Um, but if your goal is to pay as little in taxes as possible, maybe you already own a house or, you know, have a mortgage on a house or whatever, whatever your thing is, then there's ways that you can avoid or lower the amount of taxes that you pay. Um, but it all depends on your personal situation. Um, but I don't know why you would want to go. I don't think you can do that retroactively. As far as I know, each year is a done deal, right? So you either had a profit or loss for 2020 or you, you know, um, but I don't think you can go back and adjust your profit loss from 2020 with your earnings from 2021. I don't believe you can do that. But once again, we're not tax people, so um, yeah. check with somebody on that one. Yeah, we're here. Next one. I mean, that's very confusing because, yes, a lot of places ask for hard copies, but you have those that have receipts that's from years and years, over four years, and then the letters and the numbers start deteriorating. Like, you can't even see them anymore. So what do they do then? That's a good question. Yeah, I keep mine in a... um in a file folder inside a, like a Rubbermaid container, you know, so that it's not getting like bleached by the sun or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, some people put them in a box and put them in a storage unit or something. Um, but it still, it still changes because I have a, a, um, a file cabinet and you know, some of these, those documents, I'm like, well, what's going on? What happened? I only had you for like, a year if that right. <laughs> so i get with, that's why i asked about you know the because i have an app and i do take photos like for example if you're a gig worker this is also great for you to use when you're actually driving for different gigs you know like doordash and uber or whatever gigs you may have that's out there and just snapping a picture of your gas receipt or snapping a picture of your food receipt it, mm -hmm. All you got to do, it, it calculates, and this helped me with my taxes too, because it's already formatted, and it, it tells you how many miles you've driven, where you started from, and ended for the year. Each month, it calculates your profits and loss, and, and a lot of things, and it just takes out the hassle, so when you have a CPA, or a tax preparer, or whatever, you know, or yourself, you can actually go back, look at it, and just put the numbers in. And just, you can share it with your accountant as well, it has a... Um, option and this one of them that i have um that i'm talking about out of many is called trip log trip log yeah. is one of the apps that i use i like it cool yeah exactly there's i used a similar app when i was doing real estate for the same thing you know i'm going to all these different appointments you know mm -hmm. so to to write it down physically would have been a nightmare and then i'm like oh where's you know now i need a whole notebook just for my mileage 
So you got this app and it's just running in the background. And it, when you're done, it's like, was that a business trip? You're like, yep. Boom. There you go. <laughs> done. Yeah. Simple. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, my gosh. I travel. Yes. The last year. That's definitely on my uh, taxes for 2020. Like the travel expenses, the, the you know, the the rentals, the flights and all that. Because it was. You know, mm-hmm. the purpose of me going there. Um, so just make sure you uh, put them in the category that's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> the credits. That's yep. where you get your credit. And that's a whole other brilliant point that people don't think of is, you know, so say you say you got a business where you do some type of sales, you know, you could mm-hmm. or, or anything, really. You could meet with somebody in Hawaii, take them out to lunch. Now that's a business trip, as long as you talked about business for a half hour. So, yeah. so now your now your family vacation to Hawaii is a business trip right off because you met somebody, bought them lunch, and talked about business for a half hour. So that makes you want to buy lunch. They that right there, like, oh, let me buy. I got you. I got oh, you. Ex- let me exactly. buy. <laughs> right? Exactly. So it oh, makes you want to do that. Well, we're not talking about business. Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I used to have a friend that would do that. He'd be like, he'd be like, he'd reach for the receipt and then he'd be like, oh, so by the way, and then he'd talk about his business for about a half hour and then we'd, you know, and then we'd go play golf or whatever, go, you know, grab a drink or whatever the hell we were doing. But he was hilarious about it. He'd be like, no, 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 I got this. Oh, by the way, we got to talk about business for a sec. <laughs> Smart. I like that oh, guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the guy that taught. That's that's the guy that taught me. It's like, don't reinvent the wheel. Just play the game that's already laid out, right? But they don't teach us the rules, though. They don't teach us this in school. All right, let's get these seven. I know you guys wanted to hear yourself talk, so <laughs> let's hear you. And I want to hear you too. Hey guys, so my business mentor has challenged me with the task of tripling my sales yes. in the next forty-five days. Do you have any? Yes suggestions on how I might be able to do that. Um, I own a commercial and residential cleaning business. Oh, sick. Now we're talking. Now we're getting into some nuts and bolts. Oh, I'm excited. I love this kind of shit. Oh, man. See, this is where I thrive. Like, okay, roll up our sleeves. Now we got a task, right? I've I've been challenged. So I love this. Um, Ooh, my first thing would would be to, to go to Google and make a list of all the property managers, property managers, property management companies in your area and contact them um, and ask them if they have a service that they use. If they do, ask them if they have a backup service, right? What do they do in case of emergency if that person can't show up? Oh, snap. Now you could be the go-to. So if anybody, if that person doesn't show up for some reason, now you're in. You know, um, but I used to do handyman work, like I was saying, and I got a ton of, of, of business from realtors and mm-hmm. property managers. So realtors are another angle, right? Because every realtor, when they go to sell a house, they need to get it cleaned, painted, possibly remodeled, right? So every single realtor needs, you know, a, a house cleaner in their Rolodex that they can call Sometimes they'll call you at last minute and be like, help, my other cleaner couldn't show up. I got an emergency. And if you can do it, if you could be the hero for a realtor like that, they will never forget that. And you'll be their go to. So same kind of thing. You know, you might not get a call right away because they might have somebody that they're using. But if that person screws up or, you know, misses an appointment or something, you're in. Um, I would say check those two angles. And between those two, you could get more work than you could handle. And then now you might end up hiring a staff. You know, that might 10x instead of three times, that might 10x your business. Now you might just go into management and scheduling, right? You might have so much business that you're just doing the office work now. I like that. Yeah. That's that's exciting. Congratulations, girl. You're going to do this. I like that. She's grabbing it. Grabbing it by so the horns. She said commercial cleaning. I mean, what she said. What was I, the title? I, I don't. I don't remember if it was commercial or residential, but but cleaning, yeah. Okay. And then also, given that it's COVID, I'm not sure how you actually 
progressed during this time, but sanitizing services, if you offer oh. that, that's right. even killer. Like, you can even increase your profit, like, by increasing your, pro- uh, your um, you know, your payout. Well, not payout. There you go. <laughs> you know, the services that you offer, that's a bonus. I didn't even, because a lot of I didn't even think students, about that, but that's brilliant. Yep. Yeah, a lot of res- uh, residential as well as businesses. Like, I remember I was working with this contract um, in the warehouse, and, yo, I I didn't see so I haven't saw so many people come into that uh, place of business to clean uh, a warehouse mm-hmm. which wasn't that big, only two bathrooms and two offices. So I'm like, wait, didn't I like I'm looking at these ladies. I was like, hey, what's up? I was like, oh, did they like increase your hours or something? She was like, yeah, since the um, COVID, you know, we've been coming every week, like twice a week. And I was yeah. like, oh, they're sanitizing the offices, they sanitizing the bathrooms. And companies right. are willing to pay for that because, you know, it's, it's Rona. So that, sure. if you're not doing that right now, that would be an option. Increase um, how much you, you offer that as a bonus. Um, think about other services that other people are not offering right now. You know, are you 24-7? Um, do you offer, I don't know what you offer. So if you could come back in and, and let us know, maybe we could, you know, piggyback off of that. Or not. Yeah, help also, us with some more details for sure. Because yeah, because yeah. then we can come up with some more ideas for you. Um, but I like what it's, you said right there because I didn't even think of that, and that's a way mm-hmm. of upselling, right? So now you got a client. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you get more money from the same client? Offer offer more services. Mm-hmm. So maybe you got like an entry level price, then a mid level price, and then like your mm-hmm. your gold club member price or something. Yeah. And, um, and, and like you said, and Crystal, also, if, you, if you're willing to do 24-7, you could do sterilizing for places when they're closed, you know? Yes. Residential and commercial. We talking about banks. We talking about, because yep. I've seen people working banks. I knew of people who actually did that. And that was mm-hmm. years ago. I was like, oh, okay. They clean banks. They clean um, corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, they clean Schools, even? Um, school, Yeah. Malls. Um, yep. Just different things like that. You could just think outside of the box, you know, law firms, anything that you could think of, of course, now how to put yourself out there more if you're not already, go on Google and also make sure you have a Google Now page, like, you know, you could people put your name in and you show up on the top of the list. If not, you probably want to hire somebody or you could do it yourself, learn it, YouTube teaches everything um, and actually get yourself on the top of the, the, uh, the list. Look at your competition, see what is it that they're actually putting as their advertisement Hey, if you got to use some of their stuff, use it, but add, change something around. Make it stick out much better than what they are already doing. Look at your competition, see what they offer, offer something better, doubling your prices. Yes, but also giving more value for your services. You could do YouTube mm-hmm. videos, um, ads, um, just post like a, a commercial or talk about the business, you know, animate it, whatever, and just put it out there and, 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 and then just target those who already have um that talk about cleaning and stuff you know i don't know it's a lot you go tiktok is the best you can look at yes. tiktok videos um, post on tiktok about your services people will gravitate it's not about just kids on there there are adults so yeah shout out to you totally yeah that's brilliant brilliant advice there crystal um that that thing of yeah of, of reaching out you know thinking outside the box that's what it's all about for sure yes Love it. Let's get these. I'm all fired up now. I believe if you can't manage your time or you can't manage your money, then it's going to be nearly impossible for you to manage a company or manage a business or to be an entrepreneur or to write a book or anything of that matter. Because you know everything that comes with business or investing is going to come with time management and money management. So if you can't do, if you can't, you know, I'm not going to say master. You feel me? I'm going to just say. If you can't get yourself to a certain level as far as, as money management and um time management for your certain your uh, your current circumstances, you know if you can't analyze that, then whatever endeavors you get into, whether you want to invest into stocks or you want to invest into a business or clothing or anything like that, it can't work out. You know it's gonna be impossible for you to do that. You know you're gonna need somebody. You're gonna need like a an angel investor. You feel me? But you know, without an angel investor, you're just going to have to have that money management, that time management. Yeah, no, I feel mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, nothing's impossible, but you're right. You know, if, if 
and, and this is the thing with people that won the, win the lottery, right? If you don't know how to manage money now, giving you a million bucks isn't going to help. You're just going to live large for a minute, and then you're going to end up right back where you were before you won the lottery, broke, or however much money you had before you won the lottery. Like, that's like 80% of the people that win the lottery wind up right back mm -hmm. where they were before they won the lottery because they don't know how to manage money. They never had yeah. it. They never they were never taught about this that you know it's no accident that they don't teach us this in school this is by design right um the fact that we don't have free college the fact they don't even tell us how to balance our checkbook that's by design because the bankers run our country so they want you to default they want you to bounce a check because that's 20 bucks they want you to default on your credit card payment because that's a fine that's a late fee that's a penalty so unfortunately our government is in bed with these corporations and they choose profit over people so you got to know how to play the game you know um yeah. totally anyway sorry to ramble but <laughs> it's a passionate topic it's a passionate topic you, you know it, you bring it back to people who probably didn't think like that or people who have and you you know they can relate to us or you definitely so i appreciate it yeah, to this, this ties in, this, see, this ties to me, this ties into the 1% keeping the 99% down. It's, it's the suppression of information that could help people free themselves from financial oppression. But we're not taught mm -hmm. any of this, man. You know? So. Okay, so we had a, a burper and now we got gaseous clay in the, in the house. All righty. Hey, appreciate you, people. Yeah, we have 16 a year. Um, a few days ago, uh, we were you talking did? about, you know, ways to get wealthy and whatnot. And every wealthy person I've spoken to, um, all of them, all of them, uh, they all have one common thread, and they all say the same thing. They say the, the key to building wealth uh, is real estate. It's always it's, it's real estate, always and forever real estate. And people think that, you know, Oh, I mean, have to buy, uh, buy a house as an investment property or, or a condo. Not necessarily. You can start small. You can start with trailers. You can start with, you know, something you can afford. You know, there, there's, um, you know, there's, there's tiny homes. There's, uh, yep. you know, these new, um, what do you call it, shipping container homes and things like that. Start wherever you can, but start somewhere. Real estate is is the path. They, they, they all say that. That is the path to real estate. Yeah, no, thank mm -hmm. you so much for saying that. And it's true. And, and you know, here's something away. So here's what the ballers do. They start an investment group, right? So four, four people or, or more join together and invest. So now you don't need to come up with the whole down payment, right? But like he said, think outside the box, man. Tiny houses, you know, housing is at a premium nationwide. I'm in California. And we've got a homelessness epidemic here. And it's not just people who don't have any money. There's a huge percentage of the homeless people here who are who have full-time jobs and live in their car or a van or an RV or something. It's it's mm -hmm. brutal. It's so sad. You know, like and and but meanwhile, there's all these housing complexes going up, but not affordable housing, you know. So there's like six different huge housing complexes being built right now, but it's all market rate housing for people who are moving out of San Francisco, moving up here. You know, meanwhile, people here can't afford anything. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but like he said, you know, tiny houses, container houses, you could even invest in paper, real estate paper. Not many people know about this either. But you can be you can hold somebody's second mortgage. So you could give somebody a ten thousand dollar loan as a second mortgage. Now, if they default on their on their house payment, you're second in line after the bank um, to, to repossess it if they don't pay you. Um, you know, then there's wholesaling where you can help somebody avoid um, foreclosure by paying off their past due property taxes. And with a simple contract, you can have, you can make an agreement. I will give me sign over ownership of your house for 30 days. If I can't sell it in 30 days, nothing gained, nothing lost. But if I do sell it in 30 days, I'll pay you. You won't get foreclosed on. Your credit won't get ruined. And now you have enough money to move. 
So it's a win-win. So you could go up to somebody, you get this information through the county, you find out who's who's back, who owes back taxes on their property, and you just go knock on their door and say, hey man, I want to do you a favor. I want to help you avoid getting foreclosed on. If they slam the door in your face, you go to the next one. But it's a win-win. You're helping them avoid total financial downward spiral, right? Um, and I learned this at a seminar put on by the guy who wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I went to a three-day seminar. And that was the one yeah. nugget I took away from that whole seminar. And that's, I guess, obviously, that's how they're doing it out here. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what the signs are. Are you, you know, you're, you're home for cash or, you that's know. That's it. Uh, are you looking to sell? Are you uh, foreclosing on your house? And all that. And I guess the method that they're taking is from him or just someone they learned from. So. Yeah, because yeah, there's a bunch of people that are, you know, pushing that same hustle. He's probably like yeah. the grandfather of it, right? But um, yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. I learned something new because I don't know anything much about real estate. Um, only thing I know of is how the guy that I showed you, I you know, the resource I provided you uh, weeks ago. Um, I like how his method of wholesaling. See, yeah, I like that. I don't have to pit much into it. You know, as far as I don't, I don't need to go to the ground. I can hire someone. Or someone yep. else can go there, check out the home. I can do it over the phone type of thing. So mm -hmm. that would be the, that's, that's the smart way for me. That's the easy way. Um, right. So and it's like I a no-lose. There's no risk. Yeah. Yeah. So I just came into a little bit of, you know, nothing big. But, yeah, I'm going to try to try to put it to work. You know, try to try to learn a little bit more about this and try to make it happen. Sounds good. All right, we got four messages. Let's go. We got this. You can play it. Okay. Love you, people, man. We got 21. Here, let me give a shout out real quick. We got 21 mm -hmm. people in here. Twizzlets. Or wait, I won't say <laughs> that. Twizzletits. That's that's hilarious. Made a poet. Juicy apple. Socro Socratic life. That's a very philosophical name. Pakistan, one, two, three. I'm, 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 call me crazy, but I'm thinking that guy might be in Pakistan. How you doing, man? Matty Wash, Taziri, Red Sox Brewer. I wonder if he brews beer. Uh, Charlo, Charlola, Charlala, Wild Goose, Nick Nurk, Nimam, Captain Rehab. What's going on, Blissful One? We appreciate you people. You want to hit that next message there, Goddess? Yeah. I think goal setting is a, a major thing. You got to have goals. You have to have goals. Yes, so I, I feel like money management and time management, you can't, you could, but you can't really utilize time management or money management unless you have a goal. You got to have a goal in order to utilize those two. You feel me? No matter if it's a business or just regular life, you got to have some type of goal in order to realize that you're going to be using or utilizing this time management or uh, money management, you know, in order to get to that goal. So goals is the, and that's why they say like most business fails because probably because, you know, they don't really have a goal or, and I, and I believe education as well. I'm, you don't need, you know, a master's degree or a PhD or nothing like that, but you're going to need enough knowledge or enough education and skills to uh to get you started you know feel, feel, feel me like just to like you know pump you up and shit and get you started on that shit yeah that's uh man i really appreciate your comments wise full because um yeah really insightful definitely can tell you're a thinking dude um yeah in school you know so school is different now right like you said crystal you could go to the U youtube university for free and you you yeah. could get a master's in anything now right like you name it what do you mm -hmm. like so i'm studying audio gear um you know recording techniques for voiceover mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm learning all this stuff um and you whatever you're into there's somebody that'll te yeah. teach you for free on youtube so take advantage of that for the sure the whole course you'll find a course up there you don't have to pay arms and legs of and all types of limbs just to get a course nowadays out here. They it. cost so much. I'm a yep. type of person. I'm going to look for the free. Because free is for me. And I'm going to look for a discount. Because that's what I like. So, you know, 
there's no purpose and no excuses of, okay, I can't find that information. Somebody mm-hmm. got it on YouTube. And then if you oh, learn yeah. it from somewhere else, you get a person that teaches it to others. And that's what I like to do. I like to like learn something and then bring it to the table for other people to learn it as well. But I also implement it into my businesses or whatever I'm doing in life, or I try mm-hmm. to, I don't do everything, but at least someone else could benefit from it. So. Right. I love that phrase, each one, teach one, right? Like, don't hog that knowledge, mm-hmm. share it with somebody else. Because even like the stuff I'm talking about, it's stuff that I haven't done, but that I learned along the pathway of life. But I'm the, the reason I like talking about it is because somebody else might be in a position where they, they might have 20 grand where they could go do this or 10 grand or whatever, right? They might be able to to do it right now where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to work on this in the next year or something. Right. So you never know. That's why I like to talk about stuff because you, you might be able to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long is it reasonable to keep receipts? Is there like a, a number? I mean, four, five, six years? Yeah, I just pulled it up on uh, Google. Six years for self-employment people who may receive Multiple 1099s, reporting business income from a variety of sources. It can be easy to miss one or overlook reporting some income. To be on the safe side, they should generally keep their 1099s, their receipts, and other records for six years. So there we go. And that's from Kiplinger Tax Records or something like that. Kiplinger.com. So they sound like they're a tax professional. But once again, you Google it and don't quote me. <laughs> don't sue me, people. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help you help yourself. But I am not a financial advisor by any means, or I would be uh, doing much better than I am right now. Exactly. I'm not done. And time management, I think one other thing I learned in real estate, you know, that I'm not really implementing but would like to is they gave you this calendar and it was 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Fill it in. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Where does your time go? And I, once when I started doing that, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Four hours on Facebook? Do I really do that? Yep, I do. Oh, my God. Right. So you start mm-hmm. seeing where you waste your time. Right. So that's a huge benefit as far as being able to increase productivity because you can look at what chunks of your day you're just wasting <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and for Basically. me it was pretty huge <laughs> yeah i can agree because youtube be having me like oh my gosh i didn't do anything with my life today what in the world but, <laughs> you got but you're learning stuff right but you, you, you know are, but some, you some are. of it's fun the difference right. is, though, from someone who learns and constantly learn and don't implement it into your and execute the situation, you know, I that's, I feel that's you. And I can learn all day long, but if I don't mm-hmm. execute it in my own work, you know, then what is it that I'm actually doing? I'm wasting time, you know, so right. you got to learn, learn the difference. Because yeah. there's so many people like, oh, well, I know that. Is I, so like Carmela would say, well, I'm not going to quote her because I can't remember the, the whole quote. But I would say, you know, idea is an idea unless you execute it at the end of the day. But she says it better. So, you know, um, yeah. So could, yeah, could, could you ideas, those are like those. I had this idea the other day about ideas. <laughs> and it was um, it was right after I had an idea that was awesome. But I didn't write yeah. it down in time and it disappeared. And I'm like, and I had this little mm-hmm. epiphany that ideas are like little nuggets of gold, right? Like that that's the priceless shit in life. Like some people just don't have that many ideas. So when you get mm-hmm. an idea, that's huge. That's the universe giving you a gift. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when when you get like a business idea or a book idea or something like that, don't just don't just blow it off. Write that shit down, man. Um Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Oh, you just <laughs> I appreciate you, but really doesn't give two fucks about us because all they care about is, again, like he said, money, uh, profit, not the people. And mm-hmm. us, the people, do have the power known in the Constitution as to take over, to overthrow the government, technically. And also, I think that every senator should 
have their base pay at what they are known for. Because my senator sucks. He has raised his pay in the last few decades he's been in there. He is making more than... He's making about $3.1 million and stuff, so yeah. Man, I agree with you. That's a whole nother conversation right there. Um, so I don't want to get too deep in the woods with that. But talk about, so there's, it, the senator's pay is interesting, right? So it sounds like they make a lot, 174000 bucks. I used to think that was a lot, but then check this out. <laughs> Every time they vote on something, they got to go to Washington, D.C. So if you're a senator from Washington State, you got to fly to Washington, D.C. just to go to work. Like, what? That's crazy, right? So, A, that's, that's a... a stupid antiquated system they should be able to vote on the internet for everything they shouldn't have to go to washington dc that's just that's lame and i think the reason they do that is that they hope those people don't show up to vote right like when, when we had horse and buggy it made sense you send your representative all the way out to the capitol and they make the vote for the rest of the people but it ain't like that no more because we got these newfangled things. We call them their computers, right? So, <laughs> so why the hell can't Nancy Pelosi and the rest of these corrupt people sit in their office in San Francisco, Seattle, or wherever and vote? But they can't. And I just learned this recently. Um, AOC was talking about it. And she was saying that she has to have an apartment in Washington, D.C., so she shares an apartment with two or three other senators and everybody, apparently they all do this. So they all split an apartment with other senators so that they can have a pad in Washington, DC. So a bunch of their money is gone right out the gates just from having to do that. I mean, to me, that's insanity. Why, why do they have to be there? They, they should do it over the phone, over the computer, whatever, it's 2021. You know, mm -hmm. but here I go again. Wind me up and watch me go. I tell you, get me fired up. <laughs> yeah, right. um, a lot of people are very creative and they have ideas and some people unfortunately lack motivation. So I would encourage all those people who do have ideas, like he said, you know, write that sh down, man. <laughs> but yes, definitely write it down and understand that it's going to take effort for you to execute now. And it's oh, yeah. going to take effort for you to maintain now. And it's going to take effort for you to continue to strive. So there is effort that is, needs to be enforced in those ideas. But definitely write that sh down, man. <laughs> yeah, write it down. You might not use it today. Um, like one analogy is I used to be really into writing poetry and then I hit this point where I'm like, I'm never going to be a published poet. Blah, 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 blah. And I thought about throwing all my poetry away, but I didn't, I just stuffed it in a drawer. So now who knows, maybe someday, maybe when I'm 80 or something, I'll look back and go, Hey, you know what? I got all this poetry. I'm going to write, a, I'm going to publish a book, but <laughs> But because I because I did something with those ideas, you know, so now I got a drawer full of ideas um, with the podcast. It's the same thing. I'll get an idea for a podcast. Like I'm looking at my floor right now. I got a stack of like 50 pieces of paper I got to go through and take the ideas off of these random pieces of paper and put them in a notebook. Right. Um, but yeah, have it's so powerful. Just have a notepad. When I, you never know how an idea could manifest you know it might be something like simple like a verse for a song a verse for a poem a, a, a business idea um i i get like some of my best ideas in the shower and then i'm like oh i gotta hurry up and get out of the shower to write it down right away or i forget it you know <laughs> mm -hmm. so whatever works for you to capture in my car i get a lot of great ideas while i'm driving so i'll uh I'll record them on my phone or, you know, scribble them down at a stop sign or stoplight. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever works for you, I highly suggest keeping, keeping notes of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Cause I was going to switch something up. Go ahead. Cause of what? Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, you know, you might think, oh, I'll, I'll always have lots of ideas, but in hindsight, 
when I was in bands and, and writing more poetry, I would write stuff every day. And now stuff just doesn't come as easy. Right. So even in my own life, I've seen a difference in like the flow of ideas, you know, mm -hmm. but different ideas come, you know, now I'm thinking more business minded instead of like lyrics and stuff, whatever. Yeah. And I agree with that. <clears throat> um, I also want to say this before we play the next two, you know, for those who are thinking about starting, you know, their own business or whatever the case is. And I know me and Carmelo, we talked briefly about this type of topic, but I'm not going to go into it, which is the difference between like uh, sole proprietorship as well as LLC. And I'm not going to go into mm -hmm. depth with it, but I'm also just saying something briefly, which is when you start a business now, a lot of people might say, oh, I have a business, I have a business. Okay. But then as a, most businesses opt in to recognize themselves as a sole proprietorship, you know, mm -hmm. um, but you're still well, let me just say this. So that's the most affordable type of business to set up as a sole proprietorship because you're not going to pay the LLC costs and everything to set up your agent and all that depending on your your own state. So you know you so you are the person as the business. You are the business. So when you do your taxes for the Schedule C and everything, you are not an entity of itself when it comes to like LLC and partnership and S corp. Um, so Basically, the IRS recognizes you as the business. Anything that mm -hmm. happens, you are, you know, it's you. Your your tax and for overall profits of your businesses, no matter how much you actually draw out. So when you come to yep. the LLC portion, um, now the LLC, the difference between that, uh, and people just don't really comprehend this um, because it's like, oh, I have a business, I'm a sole proprietor. But the LLC is a structure that separates, like, you and your business. Um, so if anybody comes for you, meaning, like, a lawsuit or anything, your your business is protected, you know? Um, so this means just in case, like I said, lawsuits or individuals are, you're not liable for that, uh, for the company part. Um, your company is. And that's how some people get go bankruptcy, um, go bankrupt and, you know, start a new business and stuff like that. But they're right. not hit with it. You know, because their their personal lives are not hit. It's the business that went down. Um, so I just wanted to say that. So hopefully you understand, comprehend it. If not, you could always check out one of my contents talking about LLC versus, um, I can't think what was versus, but it was entrepreneur in the uh, making EP that I did. Um, and then also I want to touch a little bit briefly, not go into depth, because like I said, I am not a tax preparer. I am <laughs> not a CPA. But when it comes to like, and I had it, and I, I'm, I'm, I've learned, and I'm still learning myself when it comes to this, how much I want to pay myself, you know. Um, yes. And then people, I didn't speak about this, but you know, you also going to open up an escort, and that's a whole different thing. Uh, I'm not going to go into depth with it. You can always go on TikTok <laughs> and see how people break that down. Um, and pinning your LLC underneath, uh, or a corporation, and pinning your LLC underneath that. But um, paying yourself, you know, for example, if you make zero to two fifty k revenue, you know, some people pay them starting off um, profit wise, and fifty percent owner salary. So if that makes sense, so five percent owner's profit, and then fifty percent owner salary. Um, and then it depends on, you know, if you're making 200, that's 500 revenue, that's probably 10% owner profit and 35% owner salary. So I'm saying this because I'm also learning myself as I go throughout my business, how much I'm going to pay myself out and what, how much I'm going to keep. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be a little tricky too, because say if that's the only profit that you're receiving income wise. Now it's like, dang, okay, I know I got to pay my light bill, I got to pay this, I got to pay that, and that's only income, right. and that's, you really got to figure that out. Um, yep. And I'm not telling people how to work it, but I've been on, I've been there, so I know it's a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you also want to separate your business and your personal, that's a plus, that's really important for the IRS, and then also have a checking account individually, as well, a checking account for your business. 
Um, yes, that is so key because that makes everything so much easier at tax time, right? Any check written out yeah. of your business account is a write-off. Uh, yeah. You so know, I, need, I, I need to get correct with that because I got them. I got them mixed right now. So for me, right now, tax time is just an unneeded nightmare where I got to go through twelve year, twelve months of my bank statements and circle stuff and be like, "Yep, that's a write-off. That's a write-off." Um, mm -hmm. And it's all just because I got that because I've in the past I've had a bank business bank account, but you know I moved whatever, living in a new county. So I just that's one thing I haven't followed through with. So thank you for bringing that up. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.